listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. Hello there and welcome listeners to another episode of the Killy Shrew View, two clubs, one love. You are joined by myself, Martin, and co-host Rob as we go into the latest action at the best team in Shropshire. That's right, Shrewsbury Town FC. We'll be discussing the game against Rotherham away. We'll also be discussing the Lincoln game as they travel down to Shropshire. And you'll also get our match predictions on the game ahead this weekend. And also, why not listen to me and Rob as we discuss our young Patrick Vieira gets us excited once again. In advance, thanks for listening and take care. Keep safe. Three fantastic challenges by Vela. Oh, what a strike. That's got to be the goal of the day from Daniel Udo. Three points guaranteed. And this is special by the Shrews. Unbelievable persistence by Valiant Vela. And then it's all about Daniel Udo. Wow. 35. So, Rob, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. You're right. You had a good week. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, very enjoyable weekend. Obviously, with Shrewsbury's result, which is uh, the main <laughs> talking point of uh, every week. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, um, better for worse now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are staying up. Yeah, we certainly are. The, the positivity um, on this podcast the last sort of probably couple of weeks has been. Um, Nothing short of phenomenal, and it's uh, been matching with the goals as well that have been flowing in, um, you know, at Salop. Um, so, to so all the listeners out there, we're going to have to try and explain how good this is, aren't we? Because it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good yeah. feeling right now. It's, it's a relaxing feeling. It's the, like stress free all of a sudden, like the, the weight is lifted off our shoulders. I know, it's great. I mean, God, you know, like, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, Watching uh, Shrewsbury Town was like um, we always we always liked to attack, but we were probably not as good defensively. Whereas yeah, yeah. you know, previously we've probably been the opposite, but now yeah. it's been phenomenal. We've sort of um, we've hit we've hit it right at both ends, and I mean, yeah. the team at the moment's great. But yeah, we'll we'll dive all into the uh, the the win at Rotherham and that because it was a great win. We'll also yeah. preview the Lincoln game. Yeah, yeah. Can find a taste of what they've, um, you know, that they're going to be coming up against, and mm-hmm. hopefully, Lincoln fans will have a listen to this on the way down to Shrewsbury. Um, yeah. I've had a chat with a couple of Lincoln fans already this week, so oh, um, cool! It'll be interesting to hear what they've got to say, actually. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're lesser of me, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, first of all, like, yeah, so you mentioned uh, yeah, how I, how my week was, but what about yourself? You've been all right. Yeah, good, mate. Just busy as always. Um, yeah, I just need the weekend now, mate. But um, yeah, all good. Thank you. Good, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, for me, I'm Monday, Thursday this week, so that's me sorted now. I'm off till Monday. Oh, um, I'm in. Go to a Kilmarnock match on the Saturday against Partick at home. Nice. Uh, keeping an eye out for the Shrewsbury game as well, and I'll probably watch the uh, match back on the Sunday. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, hopefully another weekend where both teams win as well. Yeah, yeah, and and I know we're not mathematically over the line yet, but the sooner we do that, then we really can sort of breathe easy, can't we? 
Yeah, I think we're technically well, we're on forty-five. Yeah, we're on forty. We're twelve points ahead, and and goal difference, and there's what seven or eight games left. So yeah, thirteen points. I think if we win against Lincoln, I mean, what Doncaster to play? I mean, yeah. Yeah, five, five points to get the fifty now. It's, with eight, with how many games to go? Is it eight games yeah. left now? And look how yeah. poorly we started as well. Yeah, I mean, it's weird really because when we're in the relegation zone. Just, you know, before Christmas, you know, we're talking like what was it October time or something? Yeah, I, I yeah. Like, no, we'll be fine, we'll be safe. And then obviously, about that good spell yeah. around Christmas time, and then just after that, and probably in the last say mo- a month ago, I was dreading the thought of going down because of the games we had. But me too, amazing, isn't it? How football can just like change in a few games, yeah, 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 it's brilliant. and it was just a, a bit of an evolution, wasn't it, over the last few months where the defence was always so good. And, and, you know, at one point we weren't creating any chances and that's why we were having so many nil-nils. And then we started creating the chances and just couldn't put them away. And now, I mean, we look as good as anything in the league at the last couple of games, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got to talk about the, uh, the, the Rotherham performance in a minute and how good that was. But... Yeah. I think uh, I was gonna. I was actually looking there just before I came on because um, I thought the Northern Ireland game for some reason was to, uh, tonight, but it's tomorrow. So Tom Flanagan's um, playing against Luxembourg yeah. uh, away tomorrow. So uh, I'd like to think Northern Ireland get a win there. It'd be good to see him play. Um, yeah. He's on, on Sky, so I'll probably uh, give it a, a watch. Yeah, yeah he's, Wales are on at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, I, I did see they were winning. So to this recording out tonight, it's, uh, it's going to Scotland are playing as well. They're playing Poland. I think they're doing yeah. it because obviously they were meant to be playing Ukraine. That's right. They've done uh, a fundraising game, haven't they, tonight? Yeah, and Poland are obviously meant to play in Russia. So they've yeah. got a buy. Scotland are playing Ukraine at a later date. So it's quite nice yeah. that them two have come together. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, good, it's good to see that they're going to be raising a lot of money. Yeah, brilliant. Um, especially with the news today that came in, that I think there was like 54 kids that came into Scotland, um, the Scottish refugee yeah. um, set up as well. So a brilliant sort of um, thing that's been done there. But no, yeah. it's good to see some good news good, um, off the field as yeah. well you know, and talking positive things because obviously it's been really bad, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, um I mean, God, he switched on the news. I don't know about you, but I get fed up of switching the news on at the minute again. Oh, no, you know, no. you know, in COVID, like you switched on the news and it was just negative, negative, yeah. negative, yeah, and it was so draining. Mm. It's like it's like you jump out of this thing. I'm not saying COVID's over, but no, you know, you're it's barely mentioned now, though, is it? And then you've got going on in Ukraine. Yeah, got, um, God, I mean, there's all sorts going on. Like you know, you've got the fuel prices. It's just like cost of living it's yeah. you know it's, it's, it's um yeah it's hard it's quite quite hard to watch really it is but you, you've got to as well that's the thing you can't you can't just um can't ignore it. you can't yeah. just ignore it can you i mean when it comes on you you have got to watch it and you've, you've got to be aware and you know even the, the younger generation you know they're, they're asking questions and you've got to obviously you can sugarcoat it to an extent but this is oh, yeah. this is history, isn't it? In the next sort of 30, 40 years, I'll be teaching this in the schools. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just sad, mate. Real, real sad. No, it's just sad, sad thing. But there is, and that's the thing. And obviously, on this podcast, we, we talk about football mainly and, and, and the joys and that. And we're, we're sort of lucky, really, to be able to go to these sort of things and best yeah. talk about these things. But on this, is also talking about 
you know, mental health and that. So, you know, anyone that's listening to this, you know, that's needs to reach out to anyone, you know, there's people out there, there's numbers out there. Um, I'll, I'll put up some support groups after the numbers. There's a, um, there's actually a, um, a group um, which is FC United and it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it supports mental health up here in Scotland and they've got their own shirts and that out and it's yeah um, something that's really good to, you know they, they there's a there's a line to talk to as well so yeah a lot of people out there to talk to so anyone who's listening that's struggling that's anxious got anxiety you know is really worrying about what's going on in the world at the minute you know just shout out um even message me yeah sure same same goes for myself yeah yeah, because we're as much as we're we're here to talk about shoes being like Kilmarnock or whatever, or even Liverpool, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a serious note, you know there is people there that you know probably are struggling. So um, yeah, there's there's people out there that will support you, and yeah. that's sort of included. So 100%. don't to speak up because it's important. So moving on with the football, then so. Yeah, let, let's crack into Rotherham then. So, where do we start? Uh, where do we start? <laughs> like, so I was, I was, um, I just couldn't believe it. Like, no. seeing Udo flash up on the phone. And, yeah, it was brilliant. I watched yeah. it back on the Sunday. And, yeah, uh, I've watched it because I didn't go, but I've, um, I've watched it back as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about my favourite at the moment for now, like in a minute. Mm. Um, I keep comparing him to everyone now. Is like what I said on the uh, podcast last week. Inverted commas, a young Patrick Vieira. I mean, yeah, I saw someone calling the SY two Vieira. <laughs> he is, he is literally. Honestly, I can't believe how good he is. I honestly, he is. I'm, I'm I cannot stop. He's class, isn't he? He's class. He just, he just oozes quality. And you see the Forest fans, like they were right about him. You know, he yeah, just, yeah. He, he will play in the Premier League and guarantee yeah. yeah. Um, he's like old better when he came in, he's that sort of wow signing. Um I can't believe in this in the side sooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean and especially if you look at him and, and um and Flanagan, you know, you've got um bloody old Gareth Bell's just scored again there, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, um, you've got Fauna and you've got um uh you know Flanagan, two two brilliant signings there. And I mean I, I've said to a few people about Flanagan. Um, I can't believe we've got him. You know, considering how good he is and how much he's improved an already decent defence. Um, same for Fornovo. You know, he's come in and a few people weren't too sure about the first couple of games, but I just thought, yeah, this guy's got so much quality and um, he, he's really showing it now. And I don't know if you saw the um, the compilation that they put um, someone put together at the weekend, just of Fauna's best bits. Honestly, you're right. It was like it was like a a young Patrick Vieira, he was, he was he was breaking things up. He was starting attacks. He, he was amazing. You know, you know what impressed me most about that compilation that you're on about there is see when he got the ball, he he, he plays in tight. He, he can basically read a player's. Um, he, like, see, there was times where a player was coming in for a challenge, he could read it and he'd just roll them, um, yeah. and he could basically sell them uh, the other way and. That opened up the space. I mean, he he was dictating that game. I mean, yeah, okay, we had the extra man in the middle, but we we were dominating it, dominating that game for the first half an hour before the player got sent off, and we were one nil up at that yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, see see the actual first goal came from Fauna because it the did ball, the ball came out. He sort of lost it, and then he turned his man, 
Yeah. And then we run it back. I mean, and then the, the pace to just get the ball and, and win fifty. And then the ball broke to Nurse in the middle. Yeah. Uh, nurse, I mean, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know the way he just drove forward and then picked out that pass. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just it's just fantastic. And it all about Fornabo. Yeah, and and to be fair, you should see Udo. Like, yeah, again, Udo. Like, he doesn't. He, I was saying this yesterday to Jake on the Lincoln podcast. There, um, he he basically asked me about Udo, and, and and I was just saying like, what you know, he was saying what's his best sort of like attributes and that. For me, like, obviously, he's always had the the. the the pace I said yeah. Udo the word the defender if you're a centre back you you were uh, easily run and run and run and run and not give you any pace that's right but then, but then the for me this season he seems to like be a bit stronger up body you know his body strength was a bit longer he seems to have maybe done a bit of work in, in the gym like definitely um, but but for me as well it was it's his natural instinct, like striker's instinct. So, see if a ball drops in the box, he'll hit it. He won't. Yeah. Or, or if it's, you know, like the one where he scored at Rotherham. Yeah. At the weekend there, he just ran onto it. And usually, he'd take a two or three touches, try and cut inside. Now, no, he yeah. just took the ball, you know, buried it. His left foot, right foot, he's not afraid to shoot, is he? You know? No. And it's great finish as well across the goalkeeper. It was the only place he could hit it and um, find the corner lovely, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Rotherham got the best defence as well. But, yeah. And they would say, oh, yeah, 10 men, this, that, and the other. Yeah, mm. we, we took it. So, how many times have you seen teams, and us included? I mean, well, we've played, we've had 10 men where we've got draws, you know, like Sunderland, yeah. Yeah. Um, Cheltenham, you know, we were yeah. one down as well. Yeah. One, three, one, you know. So, having 10 men is not a given, you know. No. And, no. And when, and, yeah, okay, if it was against a team near the bottom, um, you'd probably be thinking, oh, that's a fair, but, you know, you're playing Rotherham, like, you know, uh, they're, they're at the top of the table, so to, to go and to go there and, could have been five or six, you know, we're not, we're not yeah, talking a uh, uh, smash and grab, you know, we, we should have beaten them five or six and it was it was a definite surprise result at the mm. weekend. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned the red, I mean... Um, it definitely killed them, didn't it? I mean, to, to, that doesn't go against what we were already doing. Um, you know, we were by far the better side anyway. But to get the goal and then within, what, 90 seconds, two minutes, they'd gone down to 10 men. I mean, that made a massive difference, I think, psychologically to them. Um, and it only enhanced us, you know. Um, we just carried on doing what we were doing. But I think from they naturally took an extra, you know, yard deeper if you like um, and um, invited us on and we just created chance after chance after chance after that didn't we yeah I think we were just clinical I think um, yeah. what the Morecambe game um, gave us the confidence really to, to show oh, yeah. to show you know to, to prove to themselves rather than anyone else that they, they mm. were a capable team of finishing chances and and you know playing really good football um, yeah. and they started that well before the red card um, yeah. but then to continue after that um, and, you know, keep creating the chances and then scoring. Yeah, you know, you've got to take advantage of what's in front of you. Yeah, for me, I don't think it was a red card. I don't think it was at all. I think it was very mm. hard. He yellow at worst. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, um, I was. I couldn't quite see. Go on, sorry. 
Yeah, and as I, if you go in with the way he did, you're always risking that. Um, yeah, yeah. You always ask, you're always giving the referee um, some decision. Decision, yeah. yeah. So I can see why it was given, but if I'm honest, if it was a Shrewsbury player, I felt it was really harsh. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, when I first saw it, I didn't think much of it, but then I, I actually um, recorded that um from from the game i recorded that section and and zoomed in because you couldn't quite see it properly he, he does lean in with his arm but i think you've you've nailed it there he's definitely given um the referee it's decision clumsy. to make it clumsy it's not it's not yeah. intense. There's, a, there's a difference i think um, when you go in with your arm i think you've got to jump up i think it's something uh <laughs> is it um someone said a pundit said footballers aren't penguins you know you can't no. but the thing is he he sort of went in like the motion he went in, it wasn't as if he was jumping up, he was jumping forward and up. Oh, yeah. 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 It was just more than anything. I don't think he intentionally went in to like smash a forearm in or anything. I just Do you think, think Lee, he made a, a meal of it? I think he knew what he was doing, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And you could tell by the reaction of some of the Rotherham players that they, even though Lee, he was on the floor in a, in a heat, they were, they were right on him, weren't they? As if to say, yeah. we know what you've done there. But, but the thing is, we've had it against us uh, many a times. All the time. Yeah, every every team does it. So I don't yeah. At the end of the day, he went in. He probably did catch him. Um, you, you're thinking at that point, you're away at the top of the table. You get every advantage you can. Yeah. Um, so you, you don't, you know, if it's Rotherham, you, I'm sure they would have done the same. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, it is a clumsy challenge. Um, that's a real decision to make. Yeah. Probably made the wrong call, but we take it and we move on. And we sort of, we definitely, you know, we, de- we did take our chances. And that's, at the end of the day, you, you know, you, the, the game was, the game was, uh, we were already 1 0 up and we were already dominating the game anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing to say that we would have won that game with 11 anyway. So, and you, no. you, you, know, you can't go back and say, oh, we, we may have done this so. yeah and how often do they say as well it's really hard to play against 10 men so I think we did a very good professional job yeah we did we we um, we didn't you know like you say professionalism was, was key in that game because we we stuck to our game plan we didn't like um, suddenly think oh yeah we've got the extra man yeah. uh, we just carried on playing as if we were playing against 11 um, yeah. And, yeah. That, and that was the thing and I think that's what won us the game really was the confidence going in from the last game even the last few games where we've not won Mm-hmm. Feel as though we've been due hiding. A team has been due hiding for a while, like we've said, um, and, and things are just clicking now. So we were creating 50, 60 chances in three or four games and not really scoring. You know, yeah. um, to, to now we're scoring. So I think it's more about confidence um, and clinical finishing and just being. And, and obviously, it all rolls into one, doesn't it? Really, once, yeah. you, once you get the confidence to score that goal. Um, the finishing becomes easier because you're confident in, in, in yeah. um, and we had a mixture of everything with good goalkeeping bad finishing uh, and the reason for the bad finishing was the, there was no confidence there so no. it all and, and it's perfect it's great and I think <laughs> I was laughing to myself because I seen Andy Cook was there commentating again so yeah, yeah, yeah. great goal and he's a striker so um, Andy Cook if you're listening to this or if anyone knows him uh, give him a shout because uh, he needs to get to every game now until we get promoted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's um, yeah, he's a character, isn't he? And and um, I just think he gets it because yeah, he played for us, but um, you know, he's he's a local guy, so he, I'm sure he still has 
you know, some serious involvements with the with the club and and keeping an eye on the club and the players. He, it's not exactly from afar because I think he lives. Um, he lives. He certainly lives in Shropshire, doesn't he? So, um, so yeah, I, I, I like his commentary. I think he's um, something different. I mean, he can get a bit samey sometimes. Listen to the same voices time and time again, and I think to have a former player on there as well definitely helps. Yeah, I went to school with uh, his nephew, like so. Nice. He's actually played football with him, so Thomas. Yeah, uh, yeah he was. He was. Um, so it was, it was quite funny when he signed for Shrewsbury because. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sure he started at Shrewsbury as a schoolboy. Um, mm. And I'm sure he played for, I think he played for Market Drayton to yeah. end of career. Oh, isn't that where he's from? I think, yeah, I think he is. I yeah, yeah. But yeah, wrote himself yeah, into folklore, didn't he, of a club? So, I, Well, I was going to say, you know what, that season, he, he that couple of seasons he was there was brilliant. I mean, mm. uh, obviously we remember the playoff. Um, yeah, that's what was the only bit you remember really, isn't it? <laughs> I actually fondly remember him uh, scoring a hat trick home and away against Stockport. That was yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's not many players you can say has done that. In was that in the same season? Yeah, it was in the yeah. home and away in the same season. Yeah. Um, so that that was a phenomenal feat in its own. But oh yeah, I mean Andy Cook um, was great, good striker. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and it's yeah, it was great. I mean, I listened uh, and watched the walking game, and having him in commentary was uh, was refreshing. Um, yeah. So he. He he was he was talking like a fan, um, mm. in, in basically seeing what we could see. So it was it was good to see that. And up until that first goal, I felt as though it, you you could tell in his voice that it was hard to watch. But yeah, yeah. By the end of that game, he certainly um, enjoyed it like us. But no, um, yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned um, you mentioned about confidence there, about playing with confidence. Say so, well, how, how different's Ryan Bowman been for the last couple of games? You know, he certainly started started putting his chances away. And I've hammered him at times over the last, um, you know, the last couple of months. But fair play, you know, he's 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 um, he's found something again, hasn't he? Yeah, um, you, you kind of fault him. He, you can sort of understand why um, maybe Cottrell stuck with him because. Mm-hmm. I suppose you've got that experience and know-how in games, and sometimes yeah. you probably ugly work up front, and yeah. um, more than Udo maybe sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I can see why he's playing in there because he has yeah. experience. Um, Udo, your class is maybe experienced, but someone who's not quite at the level of Bowman, obviously. So. Mm. You know, having two young ones up front is not ideal. So yeah, I can see why he's stuck with Bowman, and he's yeah. obviously um, he's come good again. Uh, to be fair, Bowman he's just struggled. That's that's yeah. It. He frustrates me because I think there's like, there's there's a very very good player in there who could probably get a good few goals at this level. But he, yeah, he just frustrates me. He's, he's quite wasteful at times. But um, no, but yeah. No point slagging him every minute, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, he runs the channels well. He's just, mm. I think he just hasn't been as clinical as he could. And yeah. like you say, it's just, it is down to confidence. And yeah, one, you miss two, you know, it, it, and see the, the longer the run goes where you're not scoring, the pressure obviously yeah. builds. Yeah, it's, um, it, it, I'm sure, you know, we talk about mental health and all that. Yeah, we we some footballers sometimes for their performances, but I'm sure deep down, like they know they've had a bad game, they don't need to be told. Um, mm. 
this is what we do. This is what other fans do as well. We we talk about it in the pubs. We talk about it. On the yeah. Pub, we talk about it to our friends at work. You know. You know. That's just that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? Between fans. Unfortunately, yeah. It's talk- you're never going to eradicate that. You know, fans are always going to. Oh, I hate the the saying on you know on a player's back, but it does happen. And um, you know, even at the ground, um, you know, certain players get certain treatment over others. Um, for the for the good and and for the worse sometimes you know um, and he has been one of them but um, and yeah it, I guess it can can affect you but if someone asks your opinion on a player you can't say oh, I can't I'm not going to tell you what I think about player because unfortunately you know it, it it's not it's not the way it works is it people offer their opinions good good bad or ugly yeah no I mean, to, be fair, to be fair to Ryan tough and tough enough I'm sure to um, take a lot of it on the chin but obviously if you're a younger player it may affect you more but it's not to say that it wouldn't affect him any different to a younger player yeah it's um, never personal yeah I think I think um, there has been instances where like for Sam Cosgrove for example that yeah I'm sure if you met him in the street and spoke to him he's a nice enough person yes um, and he probably you know, I, I just feel that it's so easy to think you've got to sort of take yourself away from the football picture sometimes and you know and yeah I mean I've been critical of Sam Cosgrove myself but um, as a footballer but I would never like if I seen him in the street I would never abuse him no if, that's different like, you know you show a bit of that bit of humanity a bit of respect like um, yeah or you just you just like you don't want to say hello you know if you don't want to be you just you can just imagine there'll be people out there like that mm. Oh, let's have a dig at him, like, you know, because he was yeah. rubbish. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, you know, that's, yeah, it's, I mean, in the day, you can boo someone on the pitch when they've had a poor game or whatever. That's yeah. just the nature of the beast. But I've, um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, said to you, I mean, I've, I, I work in the town and I've bumped into players, um, different players at, at, you know, different points of the day. And, um, you know, and sometimes that can be after a good win. It can be after a, a bad defeat, but I'd never dream of um, you know hammering them to their to their face or being abusive. I mean, that's just that's just so wrong, isn't it? And I imagine if you did a bad job in your um, area, and yeah, I know. You met that clientele outside of the the work, and they hammered yeah. you in the street. You know, you would you would take that personally, wouldn't you? Of course you um, would. Of course you would. So you know, people just think it's okay to abuse like footballers uh, yeah I think pack mentality as well sometimes if you're in a big crowd and people you can be a bit more anonymous and I think that's that's a big problem isn't it I know someone actually asked me um, you know this is sort of probably going off the topic slightly but like, yeah. like your most um, proudest moment of the Shrewsbury fan and your most embarrassing I was thinking most embarrassing that's an interesting question uh, I actually, I actually said the most embarrassing thing was um, being being um, well, being our, our club being publicly um, announced after the um, idiotic behaviour of the Liverpool game. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, and that was probably the most embarrassing thing I've had as a Shrewsbury fan because even though you're not there, you're a Shrewsbury fan. So, like, you know, if you say, "Oh, I'm a Shrewsbury fan," they're like, "Oh, you know, it was on the news, wasn't it?" It was all yeah, public. yeah. Public. Um, obviously because it was Liverpool as well so you know it was um, and, and because of it, what it was all about so yeah yeah, it's yeah it's not nice it's not nice when you have that I and mean, there is unfortunately 
idiotic people that um, think they're clever, but yeah. But we're going off. We're going off topic. No, mate, we do. It's fine. It's all good. But but no, I think I think because you mentioned about Bowman and about the slate, and I think it is sort of important there to address that you know it isn't you do get that. But no, going back to Bowman, I mean, I'm proud of the whole team. To be fair, yeah, me too. Um, I'm proud of him. I'm even proud of Cottrell because he's had his profits. And mm-hmm. um, someone asked me, I, I'm going to ask you the question. So I got asked, would you be happy with Cottrell going forward? And I said, I, but I'm not like frosty either way. If you know what I mean? It's a bit of a, I'm not going to get too excited, but I'm not going to yeah. get too down about it because I know what Cottrell's like. Yeah. Um. But I'm probably going to try and be a bit less about Cottrell because he, for me, he has his flaws, but he's also a very good. He, he can he, he can spot a good player. So lone oh yeah yeah one, apart from Fauna. Mm-hmm. Um, but would you say that any of his permanent signings have been bad? I, I said no, not one of them. His permanent signings that I can think, think of off, a, off the top of my head now, and and um, it's it's quite easy to to remember them all because we had such a small. Well, we still still have such a small squad. Most of them have played, haven't they? Um, so, you think Morosi? You're not yeah. saying about him. Flanagan? Not yeah. Pennington? No. Um, Lee, Leahy? Leahy? No. No. Yeah. Bennett? No. no. Uh, Bowman? Yeah, Bowman Davis gives Udo a longer contract. Basically, we've just written off pretty much the whole squad there that plays week in, week out. So, yeah, um, you know, and even even the players he's brought in on um, in the youth setup, you know, with blocks and that's given him a chance. So, yeah, he, he's he's brought in youth. He's signings permanently a spot on a brilliant. Mm-hmm. His loan and loan signings, you can probably see why he doesn't like to go for loan signings now. Um, yeah, because he's got two out of three, not right. Yeah. Uh, well, is that right? Lash Baller, Cosgrove, and then Fauna. Yeah, yeah. And still, still, the judgment is still out on Yane, like as well, obviously. So even he's not getting time, class, is he? He probably class him as a player that's not really proven. Mm-hmm. So uh, out of the four loans, you know, he's only got one right. So um, very yeah. right, very right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. So, so yeah, my question to you is like Cottrell, like what, what do you what do you make of uh, his situation? Like what, you know, where we are at the minute with with the recent couple of wins, what do, what do you think? Um, I'm happy for? enough. I am happy enough, and um, I think we um, we we had a, a conversation when um, uh, we had we had our guest on, didn't we? And and we were talking about um, the change of ownership, if you remember, potentially, and um, and and I think the words I used were, "You've got to be careful what you wish for," and and. You know, and I think this is very similar to, you know, with with Cottrell at the minute. I think that the one thing you didn't mention there as well, mate, was the defensive record. Um, would I risk a new manager to lose the defensive record at the minute? Absolutely not. Like, regardless of how well we're doing going up the other end, because that will keep us in the league. You know, a good defensive record in League One will keep you in the league. You don't go down with a bad one, do you? And um, with a good one, do you? Um, and I think that that's the bare minimum requirement for us. And so I'd be very wary at the minute um, to say that I'd be happy for him to go. Um, there have been points earlier in the season where I would have, I would have happily, happily seen him go, not just for the stuff on the pitch, but how he was treating, you know, um, some 
you know fan comments some um but certainly the local media as well it it was um it was quite toxic um but as it stands at the minute mate sorry so i've gone around the houses a little bit but um no i'd 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 stick with what we've got right now no no no, no, no it's spot on i mean uh, yeah i agree with you um there were times in the season I wanted him to go, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Reason, well, pretty much the same reasons, if I'm honest. <laughs> but um, he he does have a he does have a plan. Um, bringing in certain players. Yeah. I like the shape of the team. I yeah. like playing. Um, I do believe that we are probably three or four players away from being a team where we are now to a team that's in the top ten. Um, yeah. And there's no reason why, I, you know, we'll touch on like the Lincoln preview in a moment, but, you know, there's teams like Shrewsbury and Lincoln can't be challenging. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Of, of the league. Um, it's a very good league run, I guess, this season, I would say. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we, we have proven uh, that we can compete against the best in the league. And, we've 100%. I mean, I think only us, Plymouth, and uh, have kept clean sheets this season. I've not considered. Rotherham haven't scored against um, us and us, us and Plymouth, and that's it. And yeah. Oxford, um, they've got one more game to play. So if Oxford keep a clean sheet in that game, then it will be the only three teams this season not to mm. concede. And that's, yeah. that's great considering the firepower they have. So yeah, funny one with Rotherham as well. Had a look at the form table, and they've only won one of their last five. The wheels have fallen off a little bit and Wigan with the games in hand could now go top, um, which doesn't bode well for us on the last game of the season. So I'm very I'm very happy that we're probably going to be safe going into the last game because yeah. um, I wouldn't have fancied that playoff, would you? You know, us to stay up and, and them to go up. No, no, definitely not. Especially with uh, Callum Lang, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was written, written for him. Yeah, but he, I, I do think though that we even I do think even now someone said like about the wheels falling off um, um, for Rotherham. I still think they'll challenge, but um, me too. Yeah, I had someone say to me about oh, play players being on the beach. You know, with Shrewsbury, like a Lincoln fan asked me, and I was like, no, I don't think we will be because you know the run we're going on. I would like to think that in the last eight games we would like, go on a sort of mini sort of unbeaten run. Um, yeah, I think in. 2022 to so this this calendar year so far we've conceded um, oh a short amount of goals coming down which it is now yeah it's and not it, many it's not many it's, no it's a very good uh, record so yeah and then um, you said there about them being on the beach I think you got to remember a lot of them are out of contract in the summer as well so they're not all still going to be there so you know they're going to be trying to keep themselves in the shop window as well aren't they I guess yeah definitely so with, with Rotherham then, before we, we'll wrap up the Rotherham game then. So, obviously watching the match back. So, who was your top three players? Um, number ones were definitely Fauna. Um, and then I would go I would go over to oh, Bennett as well. Oh, I didn't think of Bennett. Um, I'll go Fauna, Bennett, Bowman. Fauna, Bennett and Bowman. Udo, Udo should have been in there, but you can't fit them all in. Interesting. Right. Well, I'm gonna go for Fauna for top one. Um I thought George Nurse had a good game. Um yeah, so he always does, doesn't he? 
Yeah, I, fan- I think uh, I fancy George Nurse's second and Bowman uh, for third. I thought he who sorry ran up, ran up front really well. It's harsh. It's harsh. You could have put anyone in that, but I just feel as though Bowman was full of running. I feel yeah. Bennett leaving him out as well. To be fair, yeah. But. Yeah. He had a fast game as usual. But yeah, Nurse for me was just a phenomenal game. But yeah, nice to see him get his goal as well, Bennett. Yeah, it was. It was you know, you know what you know what I love about Bennett is the way he um he's got so much like passion for the club. I know. As soon as like the results are on, he's always putting a tweet up as well. Yeah, it's great. Connects with the fans because he knows obviously we're all on there. But the fist pumps as well. Um the Not fake you know, that. Nah, you you can't, and he's a, he's obviously a local, you know, so yeah, it, it does mean a lot to him. But no, nah, I, I, I love it. I just, you know, what I love most is about our squad is, um, yeah, it's it's small. We need strength and depth, but because it's small, we have such a close knit unity. Definitely with the fans and there's such that I mean you know Lee, uh, you know, Leahy Udo there's so much respect there like uh, the Pennington fans. yeah the connection there is, is top notch I, mean, I would say all of them to be fair yeah. But, yeah. Um, and it's it's great to see I remember you know when I went to watch the MK Don's game and uh, Carlisle in both games we won but both games the players were around the pitch fist bumping and yeah. in the fans and you know, I just think you know, us, you, you don't get that at some clubs. You know, no. even the plastic shoes, but it's like it's one of these things where you know fans moan about it, and we should do that. And some fans say, "Oh no," but you know why? It's, it's it's important. I think it's important to have that connection between fans and players. Yeah, very much so. And I think um, at the start of the season, there was an interview with Cottrell about um, it wasn't just about getting the right player; it was about getting the right person, um, which. I mean, you could take that a number of ways, but I would imagine it would be, you know, if if they've got the right attitude, they'll fight for each other. Just a just a good, nice person as well. Um, I think that's what the club have brought into, and and it definitely shows, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why we haven't signed players that we have been out there because maybe just Cottrell hasn't felt. That there was something right, so maybe he ticks. He maybe there was ten boxes, and he didn't tick one of them. Mm. He ticked nine of them, but not the other one. And maybe that tick, that box that wasn't ticked, was it was an important box. You know what I mean? So we yeah. don't know what goes on in the recruitment. Um, you know, it's easy on the outside, like me and you, to say, God's sake, you know, transfer window. We haven't signed this, we haven't signed that. But ultimately, how many? times have you seen players come and go from the club and have just sat there and took a wage and, and yeah. not performed and, and then frustrated the hell out of you and then left on a two-year contract or whatever. I know. I, I, I sort of get cultural in a way now. Yeah. Um, you know, considering the season's gone on. So, yeah, I think you're right when you say the grass is greener and, and definitely, you know, if, we, if he were to go um, then I think who would you really bring in? You know, this is mm. the question. Mm. I don't really want anyone to come in. I'm quite no. happy now what he's going to do in 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 the summer. Obviously, the summer he needs to really do bring in someone he's got to early as well. I'd like him to see him do some work early, not leave it until the last couple of weeks when you know they're 
up against other sides with bigger budgets and, and then we're just taking what's left. I mean, I, I would like to see us do some good early work this time as well. The good thing is we've got the foundations. We've got like a, um, a spine in that team already. Yeah. And we know what the players are all about. So um, it's about fixing the pieces in the middle and, and, and the outside and just sort of finessing that squad and making it and fine-tuning it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it's a squad that needs um, total rebuild. So that's probably yeah. a positive going into the new season and pre-season. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite excited um, how the season's going now and how it's ending. Yeah. Um, I am now. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Finally, we got to this stage. I don't think we've had, I mean, such, a, had such a positive podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's, it's good to, it's good to be positive. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is, it has been hard, you know, to talk about it because yeah. it is, it is, it is a tough, it is a tough gig when you're losing and not scoring and mm. you're not playing well. But when you're winning 5 0, 3 0 at the top of the table and yeah. you're coming near the end of the season and you're sort of safe, things are, you know, it's, it's easy to be like this. But yeah. At the same point, when you're at the top and you may be a Rotherham and you you can't quite get over the line, I suppose it's frustrating that end as well. So you mm. always doesn't matter who you support. Um, I was speaking to a Sheffield Wednesday fan the other day, and I was saying, I reckon you're going to go up, and they're like, Oh, yeah, we've been playing rubbish recently. We won six 0 and then we drew one all or nil nil, and mm. you know you're thinking, God, you know, you, I would, I would, I would die to be in that position. But, like, first you know, world problems, eh? <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, you know, guards, you know, we're languishing in like, you know, our favourite possession. Was it, well, we were 16th. We were, yeah, yeah. We were in our favourite 17th position, mm-hmm. nice and comfortable. Uh, it becomes a bit of a running joke, that, for 17th. Oh, no. But, um, yeah. but God, you got, you know, fans moaning like that and I'm thinking... Yeah, but that that that's the thing. That's the beauty of football, and it? it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether you're first in the table or, or yeah. bottom or in between. You know, you, you you always have your sort of your positives and your negatives in the season. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, I just feel as though we've hit the hit the sort of form at the right time because we're going towards the end of the season, staying up, and we've got a squad that's playing really well, and it's going to be going into the new season together. Really, there's not yeah. going to be many changes. Yeah. Um, the only question I will throw to you, though, is what was uh, asked to me, Udo. I don't think he will because I think he's got such a great connection with the fans and he's still got another year on his contract and then he's obviously just settling with a new family. But see if a stupid offer was to come in or we did get you know, did get some big money. Do you reckon Udo would be tempted to leave or, or yeah. know, what, what do you reckon? Yeah, I do. I don't, I don't think he'll get too many opportunities, especially if, say, a championship side comes in for him. I, I think if we got significant six figures... Um, I think he'd have to have a look at it, wouldn't he? At his age, he's not—he's not exactly nineteen or twenty. You know, he's—he's he's at an age know, now I where I don't know. I've just got this feeling. It'd be hard that, for him like, to turn it down. Yeah, I've got this feeling that Udo wouldn't, but like I, yeah. I said, he wouldn't. I, I literally said, no, I don't. Yeah. I think he would stay. I think he would see out another year, and then and then if he had another great season, like because I don't think I personally don't think he would do well in the championship. But no, agreed, agreed. But if he moved, see if he moved to another club, I don't think he'd do well. But I think if we were in the championship, I think he would do all right because it's 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 Shrewsbury, if you know what I mean. It's yeah. I, I don't know the, the expert. Yeah, you know, it's a new club. I don't know. I might be wrong, um, but it's. It, I just feel as though he would have to then um, adapt to a new team, a new style. Yeah, that may not suit him. Whereas if he's in his style at Shrewsbury, I, I don't know. I just feel as though if we could be onto something next season. He may be tempted to stay, so it all depends on who we bring in. But so. yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, but if they're going to do that, they need to give him an, an extension on the contract because we can't lose him for free next summer. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, 
I did say though that at the same point that football is a is a funny game, and I wouldn't be surprised if he left either if there was yeah. a big offer coming in because that's just the way football is, and yeah. we're 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 always classed as a smaller club, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah, and and that and that's the, that's just, that's the way it is. But um, but yeah, no, it would be um, yeah, it would be interesting. So so going on to Lincoln then, so mm-hmm. so. Uh, obviously, everyone listening now. Um, I think it's a bit of a bit of a no man's land game, um, in a, in a, you know, in a strange way. I think we're sort of in no man's land now, aren't we? We're well ahead of the bottom four. Um, so are they? I think we're only about three points behind us. So we've got a good nine, nine or ten, well, nine points plus a much better goal difference than the teams down there as well. So they're, they're you know pretty safe going into the last few games, and um, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, they've got a game in hand. Their goal difference wouldn't take them above us unless they were to win ten nil. But... Yeah, whoop us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean they've got a game in hand. So technically, if they won that, they would be on the same points as us. So yeah, yeah. Um, I said we'd win two one. That's my prediction. I'm getting out of the way already, but um, we'll talk about that <laughs> at the yeah, end. Okay. Um, but no, no. Um, I do reckon we'll win. But the only thing is, um, uh, the only concern I've got is obviously we're going to have to change our. Uh, formation because yeah. we've got Flanagan uh, missing for international duty, um, and Pierre's obviously missing, which means that we would be fine. Obviously, we have Pennington and Ebanks Landau. I just feel that Nurse moving to centre backs. I feel that's what will happen. Will change the shape of of how we've been attacking recently. More um, so because Lee, he would potentially go left wing back, wouldn't he? I think. Yeah. Um, before yeah. last time, Nurse played center off was when we had our better and he gave us the width, didn't he? So yeah, you're right. It might it might force a change of formation. And then Luke Lee he will then obviously be switching um over to the left, which means Bennett could go into the middle. Yep. Um as well. So Yeah, be there's definitely gonna be a few pieces that are gonna get moved the weekend. I don't know he might still go with a five mate. He might. Um yeah, I mean, he might use this new, the young lad from Newcastle. We haven't seen anything of him yet. That's the thing. I don't think, though, he would maybe play him. Um, I think he'll go for the safe bet of um, Bennett in the middle and Daniels, um, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Or could, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Or he could just bring, I mean, we've got Vela and Fauna. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how we play that. Really. Udo's so dropped in, hasn't he, before and played a ten. So yeah, yeah there's well, a few Sean things Wall, he could do Sean with Wall, it. Sean Wally's back as well, so he may drop. He may play him, so he may play like a. He may play um, Bennett, Leahy out wide. This is probably what it would be actually. I'd think looking at it. Um, more of a diamond, wouldn't it? Because we're at home and it's against Lincoln, who are a sort of team similar to ourselves. We've got the home advantage. Yeah, I think we'll play uh, Anderson, Ebank, Slandell, and Nurse at the back. Um, you know, put Lee here at left. Bennett will stay on the right, and then Valo will drop in from his more attacking position um, in the middle with um, Fauna. Yeah, and then I think he'll just play the you know the three up front with you know Bowman, Udo, and uh, uh, Wally. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll, um, the three of them will, will probably play up front. That's Unless he plays him. blocks him again. Um, it depends oh, what. It depends play. how fit um, Sean is, I suppose, because he hasn't started yet, has he? Since he's yeah, been back. 
he, he might he might be fit, but if not, it'll be either between Sean and Blocks. And I think that's what will happen for yeah. the one game. It's only the one game, isn't it? So it is, it is. It, um, it, does, I, I, it, it does show how tight our squad is though when we're sort of trying to piece it together, but I know, I know. It's all fun and games. I think we could um you could probably ask ten time fans and it'll be set up differently with different um different um formations of players for this weekend. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, um, just a quick one. Um, I was having a look at the table earlier and um, just looking at the goal differences, really. And obviously, we're in a plus goal difference now, aren't we, for the first time in ages? Um, and I was having a look. And what do you, Doncaster in second, in second bottom, what do you think the difference in goals is between our goal difference and theirs in goals? I'm sure, I'm sure if I remember, theirs is something ridiculous like minus 40. So, yeah, not far off it. They're minus 45. So, there's a 48 goal difference between us. <laughs> You know, we're only about 10 points ahead of them. <laughs> so, that's, that's cra- mental, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, think that, yeah. I, I, talking of goal difference there, we, um, we we are the only team in the bottom 12. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's, you know, as well. Um, we're not even 12, so. Yeah. Um, but we're yeah, no, I know. Lincoln game. Um, there will be a tough game. I mean, what do you expect from the uh, from Lincoln? Now? Do, you, do you reckon they'll come out and attack us? Do you reckon they'll play? You know? No, I think they'll. I think they'll set up similar. I, I think they'll probably try and match us and get us on the break. Yeah, no, but not, be... not a dynamic attacking side. or not notoriously attacking side this season, really, are they? So, no, not like last season. I said to Jake that um, I always see Shrewsbury and Lincoln very similar sides. They, Me too. They have, um, very good sort of um, community-based clubs. There's, yeah. um, you know, the, um, the fan bases are really good. You know, they get behind the team. Mm. Um, or a city club, are they? They're a city club, so yeah, they got a bit of a bigger base, but mm. they're still... And, and they've also been, like, had that, that... I mean, I predicted they'd have a poor season after the playoff season. Did you? Last year because, yeah, because I thought they were going to have, like, a, a dip like we did mm. after the sort of highs of being in the playoffs and that. So... Um, it's no surprise to see them where they are, but I do think they'll pick up. And I think that the likes of Shrew, see, when you look at the bottom half of that table, you've also got Charlton in there. But I would say Shrewsbury and Lincoln are teams that are safe bets to stay in League One. Yeah. Um, but they've always got the potential to get in the playoffs and surprise people and, and hit that surprise package because nine yeah. times out of ten, you look at the teams and you're thinking, I mean, the, the, there's so many big teams in that. Oh, that's a joke now, isn't it? And, and, you know, I do feel as though the likes of us and Lincoln are, are one of those teams that can break that sort of um, that top ten, that top yeah. six, and just sneak in and surprise surprise people. Yeah. Um, and and Lincoln are definitely one of those teams. They have a very good record usually away yeah. at our new ground. Um, yeah. But I do feel so. Um, we have home advantage, so yeah, we've got Flanagan missing, and Nurse will have to switch to centre back, but. It's not going to be drastic. It just means it's going to probably maybe show less of an attacking threat. Yeah, I think so. I think I so. Still think we've got goals in us, and with the with the confidence, I still feel we've got enough in us to, um, you know, get a get get a good result. Yeah, Obviously. I think we're keeping up a clean sheet as well. You know, mate. To be honest, mate. You're more confident than me. And maybe it's just Flanagan's <laughs> missing, and he's one of my favourites. But I know. Well, we were good defensively before him, so um, we'll be all right for one game. Yeah, no, we, we will. We'll um, uh, we we Flanagan. We should um get him to come back from Luxembourg. You know, like he can play on the f- tomorrow. 
Yeah. Um, and then come back and, and play on the Saturday. Oh, no, I think we're playing <laughs> the weekend now, aren't we? It's a double game week, isn't it? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, so I, I, was, I was actually telling uh, Jake a story about Lincoln that um, when I was younger, obviously, dad's in the RAF, so yeah. um, we were based in Lincoln and didn't we have a football team at that time when I was like nine? Because um, we moved around so much, and I moved to Shropshire a year later. Yeah, and obviously the rest is all history. But yeah, I remember nearly being like, I had a chance like to go to like a Lincoln game, and I didn't know why. But my dad's like, oh, he said he would take me to a game, and um, it didn't quite happen. So um, yeah, and then obviously I moved to Shropshire. Like, so <laughs> I could have so easily been a Lincoln fan. Oh um, god, this podcast would have been very different. Yeah, the, the, my my life would have been very different. I don't yeah. think I'd have been a Manic fan either. Um, <laughs> but it's amazing isn't it, how things like you know when when you sort of um, how things are and how they yeah. change. Yeah, I always always have fond memories of uh, Lincoln just because um, I used to obviously live there and quite a nice city. Yeah, um, I used yeah. to go to school there when I was younger, so I used to grow up there for a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but no, I was only there probably for a couple of years. But it was still a couple of years of my life, so it was um, it's always interesting. But I always love going to uh, Sinsel Bank yeah, for yeah. away games with Shrewsbury. I remember one year we were talking about um, Andy Cook on this on, earlier on there, and um, I think it was a season after we lost to Bristol in the mm. um, playoff final, and we had Lincoln away on the first game of the season, and we I think they were like favourites, like because they made the playoffs and lost to Bristol, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, the year before, so like Lincoln were favourites for the sort of you know playoffs again, as much as I think we were as well. And um, so yeah, Lincoln was a tough game. I thought the first game, and we absolutely trounced them four 0 And Andy Cook got a double. Your memory of these away games over the years is amazing. I I struggle to remember what the score was last week. <laughs> Honestly, it's ridiculous. Fair play, like Rain Man. Uh, you know, I just remember Andy Cook having a storm, and uh, I remember Steve Leslie as well, local boy. He scored as well. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, no, that, that he's was playing with Dave Edwards now, isn't he? Steve Leslie at Bala. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's still playing, isn't he? Mm. Um, but he's played all. He's played over in like America, I think, or in Australia, and mm. he's uh, travelled about a bit. Originally from Sundorn, if I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's local, yeah. Uh, a local boy, isn't he? Mm. Um, what we're saying yeah, no, what's, your, what's your prediction? So prediction wise, yeah, I'm going to go for two one um, against Lincoln. Um, I, I reckon goal scorers. Ooh, Udo's going to score again, isn't he? Udo, and I'm going to go for my player that I said um, was going to play. So whether he comes on as a sub or starts, and yeah, Sean Wall is going to get the winner. Oh wow! I'll take that. Um, I'm going to say two 0 I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Udo gets both. Udo gets both. He likes scoring doubles against Lincoln. He there you go. If he gets both, you can name the next podcast. Udo gets both. Udo gets both. Yes, that's 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 the next name on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Udo, crossed, mate, but I'll, Udo, I'll send you me. Uh, I'll send you me reports after the game. I uh, Udo at the double. Yeah, no, I would be. It's, it'd be good. So it'd be good to um, obviously hear your full report next week on the podcast. And um, I'm going to try and get Jake on as well, the Lincoln fan. So um, yeah. that'd be interesting. Just get view, views of both both Is sides. Is he going and, to the game? Uh, he's not going to the game. He's going to watch it and listen to. It. He's, he's working, unfortunately. Okay. So. okay. But he's going to watch it. Back. He's obviously got people that he'll be able to uh, 
speak to about the game as well. So mm. be interested what the views are. Um, I mean, it's quite interesting how we are put very close together in the table, like you said, um, ten minutes ago there. So in terms of how um, the game is, it could probably go either way. <laughs> I think my uh, his prediction, sorry, was a drab nil nil. So it's going to be typical. Oh, God, I, I can't, I can't take another one of them. I did say to him that we have drawn six nil nils since Christmas, so it is possible. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Hey, did you see um, on the website today they announced that um, they're not taking on any new members, official members of Shrewsbury? Oh no! Have you, well, the, re- the reason behind it is because um, we've only given Wigan um, an allocation of sixteen hundred for the last game of the season. Now. Obviously, this could be the difference between them going up or becoming champions or or, or both. Um, and they want more tickets, which town can't facilitate because, you know, that's the maximum we can give to an away end. Um, but they thought they needed to stop the allocate, um, sorry, needed to stop the new registrations of, of um, you know, on our website because Wigan fans had started getting on and potentially trying to hook themselves up with tickets in the town end so they can be at the game. So... Yeah, it's a um, bit, bit of an awkward one, really, because obviously there's new uh, right. because there's so, people. So that's what that comment was all about. I seen mm. a comment from a Wigan fan basically slating our little club. What's yeah, a shame. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> this it, this is going to cause problems though, because there's going to be people who haven't got memberships at the minute who want to get season tickets and stuff. So they're going to have to now send an email, prove who they are that they're not from Wigan, <laughs> just so they can get themselves a season ticket next season. So. Oh, yeah. I know, I know, but um, fair play to him though, it's a, it's a good stance. What do you do if you're a Shrewsbury fan though that's in Wigan, that lives in Wigan? Like, it's you know, like, say, say, yeah. say for example, I'm you know, in exile, like, you know, imagine if it was Kamarnak playing Shrewsbury in a massive game, yeah. would that ever happen? But you've got a membership though, <laughs> you could sign up on, you could just log into a website now and buy yourself a ticket. Aye, but I know I have, but I'm saying... To get somewhere. to... Me- yeah, there will be... I bet there's someone out there in, in Wigan without a registration who wants to attend that game in the town. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you even prove that? Yeah, you probably have to rent a, rent a, I don't know, rent a house for three months. Yeah, yeah, or just say, yeah, here's my mum's number in Sundorn or something. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly say, I've got someone to ask and go, right, love, going to stay at yours for a yeah, few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Do I sound like <laughs> I'm a proper, so, I'm a proper <laughs> salopian, like, you know. I'm an old, I'm an old mona. Yeah, but, but the problem is you're starting to pick up an accent up there, mate. And if, if for someone in Wigan who's, who's lived there for as long as you've lived in Killy, they might have the same issue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not picking up any Scottish accent. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Trust me. You know what? I, I tell you what. I'm talking about accents and that. I was every time I'm working, um, I'd be like, "Hi, it's Martin." It's such and such, and they're like, "Oh, hi, Mark," or "Hi, Malcolm," or, and I'm like, ah, "Malcolm." Like, but you know, I don't mind Mark and Malcolm. It's fair enough. Um, I had one someone call me like Edward the other day. I'm like, Edward, how'd you get Edward from Martin? So. <laughs> Uh, but oh. then, you've got people, then you've got people going, oh, so um, where are you from then? I'm like, you, you from Birmingham or Liverpool? And I'm like, no, I'm not a Scouse, I'm not a Bromley. Neither, <laughs> neither, yeah. Well, so my, my phone, my phone, I would actually, I mean, I do listen back to this, obviously, mm. um, from time to time, but I do not definitely sound a Bromley or a Scouse. No. Uh, so if anyone is listening out there that thinks I do, um, please <laughs> let me know. And we'll delete that comment. <laughs> 
No, no, we won't, we won't delete the comment. <laughs> I would just basically do like talking and try and um, talk, I, I, I don't know what I have to do. I'll change my voice. I'll have I to um, get one of those voice recognition things and change my voice completely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, um, I was in Starbucks the other day in, in Shrewsbury, and um, also I'm, I'm a Shropshire lad, and they um, they wrote my name down on the cup as Ron, and I was like, who's Ron? <laughs> Right, Ron, well, lad. <laughs> right, our mona. You can just be busy going, all right, Ron, well, lad. I know, yeah. Ron of the mona. Yeah. Ron of the mona. All oh, right, Ron of the mona. Oh, class. Oh, I'll do. <laughs> I'll have the doctor action to be fair. Like, it's, yeah. um, it's quite unique, you know. I always remember when I first come up here and I'm like, right, our lad. And they're like, what? what? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which game are you going uh, to this weekend again, mate? Sorry. Uh, Kilmarnock versus Partick Thistle. So, um, what do you reckon? It's really between us and the uh, six games to go. Um, if we win all our games, we win the league. Uh-huh. Um, we're two points above our Brove. So, if we win all our games, we're well, basically, we only need to win our last five games because we play our Brove at home on our last home game. Right. So that's obviously like a, a title decider. So that's going to be interesting. It's on the TV as well. So if uh, any Shrewsbury fans fancy tuning into the uh, Kilmarnock, um, you know, Ashes Finest, um, then yeah, Kilmarnock are on BBC on the 22nd of April. Cool. Is that um, on the usual BBC or is that BBC Scotland? Oh, yeah, BBC Scotland. I'm sure, there's a way, I'm sure there's a way to find it anyway. Yeah. 115 if you want to know. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Cool. Good luck. Yeah, no, so um, yeah, tune in and watch the Kelly. But for everyone that's been listening, hope you have enjoyed me and Rob talking shite. Um, all the Lincoln fans that are travelling down, um, have listened to this. Um, Safe trip. Afraid we're going to get beat, but <laughs> if you want to have a laugh at me and Rob, certainly have a laugh. Um, any comments, please, please, please. Um, only positive feedback, of course. Now, any feedback is welcome. But most important message I've got is um, just remember as well, if you're struggling, as I said earlier on in the podcast, make sure you talk about it because that's the, uh, the key, isn't it, Rob? Absolutely, yeah. The DMs are open. Yeah, DMs are open. And this, all the links will be shared uh, along with the podcast, which will be up um, later on, probably tomorrow, Friday morning. Anything else you want to add, Rob? No, no. Well, I think that's about it, mate. I think we just hit an hour as well somehow. It's gone quick. Yeah, hit, hit the hour on the nose. Brilliant. So, so anyone that's travelling, obviously, uh, travel safe as well. And for yeah. everyone listening and um, not working over the weekend, enjoy your weekend and have a great time. Nice one. Cheers, guys. Cheers.